Welcome to WSU Sports coverage of the Stanley Cup playoffs here. I am Jonathan Height, joined alongside by Louis Pasquale, where today we'll be breaking down game one of the Stanley Cup final, where it will be the Tampa Bay Lightning looking to three-peat now for their third consecutive Stanley Cup title against the Colorado Avalanche. So, Louie, before we break things down today, I just want to ask you, how are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling great. I have not done one of these podcasts for WSU in such a long time, so I'm happy to be back talking about hockey, and boy, do we have some games to talk about. Yeah, Louie, really couldn't have asked for a better game between two of, obviously, the two best teams in the NHL right now, face-to-face in in the, the biggest stage of them all. So my first question to you is before we dig deep into more of the series, and obviously this show is about game one in specific, and we'll have a show before every single game of the entire series, however long it goes, four through seven. But I want to talk about both these teams' conference final series against their respective opponents. Edmonton and Colorado was on the west, and Tampa Bay and New York was in the east. And in Tampa Bay and the Rangers, that series was a tough one. It was it went to six. Tampa was down 2-0. The Rangers looked like they were ready to advance. They were up 2-0 in game three as well. But Tampa stormed back, showed why they're a, a veteran team that's now looking for their third straight cup. And, and they were able to come away with the series win. And on the Edmonton side, Colorado just took care of business, swept the Oilers. You know, a lot of high-scoring games, not a lot of goaltending, but still Colorado looked like just an absolute wrecking crew, and they just steamrolled right through Connor McDavid and the rest of the Edmonton Oilers. So, Louie, give me your thoughts about both series. Yeah, well, first, John, I want to talk about the Tampa Bay versus Rangers series. That was the one I was more focused on. I thought that was a little bit better of a series. It was was more competitive, as we saw, than the Oilers versus the Avalanche. But what resiliency this Tampa Bay team has showed. And I know you might not be liking me saying that, John Hayes. You are a Rangers fan. But regardless, we have to give credit where credit is due. And that is to Tampa Bay and their players and coaching staff. Because being down 2-0 is very daunting, especially in a conference final, because doubts start to play in your mind. They've already done it twice. They don't need to do it a third time. They're not impressing anyone. Everyone knows they're a a great team and, and on the verge of a dynasty, but they went back out there and they won four in a row after the going down to after, I think coming out a bit rusty from the series before where they had swept the Panthers, they only had played four games. And so they had a longer of a break than the Rangers did. I think they came out a bit rusty, and that could be attributed as to why they went down to nothing. But they did not let that affect them. They came right back. They played Tampa Bay hockey. They were flying around the ice. They were all over, making those extra passes, uh, going after those 50-50 pucks, and really making sure that they retained possession as much as they possibly could. Um, fantastic showing by them. Uh, they they showed why they deserved to be there. Um, not They also touched, I'm forgetting the name of it now, but they touched the uh, conference championship trophy like they did the past two years, which is a little bit strange, a little bit out of the usual for a team, but they did it last two, so I assume they're going to do it again. That's just a little note that I came up with, or that I, I remembered from, from watching. Uh, but regardless... The resiliency that they showed, I mean, Steven Samkos did his thing. He he both scored and assisted. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but quite a bit in that series. So just overall, what a good way to head into the Stanley Cup final if you are the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, over on the other side, looking at the Colorado Avalanche, they also are coming off of a sweep, um, similar to how the Lightning had swept the Panthers. But in this case, Colorado had two sweeps. So they have a little bit more rest coming into the Stanley Cup final than the Tampa Bay Lightning team does. They swept Nashville in the first round, which feels like forever ago. And then they defeated the Blues in six after only playing four games a series before. And then they went ahead and swept the Edmonton Oilers, which I was a bit surprised of. I thought Connor McDavid and company would put up a little bit more of a fight. But kudos to Colorado and their defensive play as they kind of shut... Um, Connor McDavid down. He didn't 
you know, kill them as much as they, I thought that he would. And he has shown to have been doing in the in this playoffs. It's the farthest that he's ever gone. But regardless, the Avalanche defense uh, played very well, led by, of course, Cal McCarr. I have him in a fantasy league that you were in, John Height. So I was rooting for him a little bit more than usual. Um, but no, no, bias aside, uh, their defense was very, very well in the series previously. So that is something that they are going to need to have in the Stanley Cup final if they want to take on this behemoth that is Tampa Bay. Yeah, you, you did some great analysis there, Louis, between, I mean, both these teams' runs were definitely different, and that's what makes, you know, the playoffs so special, especially when you have two um, teams from different conferences. But starting out with, with Colorado, that Edmonton series, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl were the two playoff-leading scorers, and Dreisaitl was playing, on, I believe, on, like, a fractured ankle or a broken ankle, and he was still getting three or four assists a game in that series. But credit to Colorado's offense as well, just being able to outscore them and, Obviously, we'll talk about Darcy Kemper and the Colorado goaltending situation in just a few moments, but they were able to really do a, a better job of stifling Connor McDavid as compared to, to Calgary in the Battle of Alberta, where he was putting up monster numbers and he obviously scored the game winner to send Edmonton to the conference finals. So, you know, credit to Colorado throughout their whole postseason run. They knew we knew that they were going to get out of the, you know, the second round, which has been their curse the last couple of years eventually. And this happened to be the year they were able to, again, play well against Nashville. You know, St. Louis was tough, but they overcame adversity and defeated them. And then obviously took care of business against the Edmonton Oilers. And going to the Rangers Lightning Series, like you mentioned, Louie, that one still not over that. And you'll hear in our Exits and Opinions episode, our first one back um, as well here at WSU Sports, my full opinion on that. But, I mean, Steven Stamkos, like you talked about, he scored the game winner um, in game number six. Frank Petrano tied it up to make it 1-1, and Steven Stamkos had the dagger just 20 seconds later, and that's what sent the Lightning to the po- to the Stanley Cup final again. And you brought it up, Louie. Tampa Bay is just so great at controlling puck possession, and the only way, honestly, they can lose is if, you know, they – they let themselves get the better of each other, meaning they turn the puck over. They don't allow themselves to play their own brand of hockey. And that's what, again, what Colorado's going to have to capitalize on And now a seven-game series, and especially when you're going against the best goalie in the world, and Andre Vasilevsky. Like, again, you mentioned Louie. He looked very human in games one and two. The Rangers had an eight-game home winning streak. They really got to him, and people thought, I mean, putting biases aside, I think Igor Shosturkin did play better during that series just because he had so many more opportunities for saves. You know, the Tampa defense did a great job in front of Vasilevsky. But again, when he had to make a save, he did. Um, but it's going to be definitely much more difficult for Colorado because they're used to playing against Mike Smith and, you know, Vili Husso. And, and they're, you know, good, respectable goalies, but they're not Andre Vasilevsky. So definitely make for a great series, you know, between, like we talked about, the Stars were finally out, the, the that the Tampa Stars, like Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, maybe Braden Point will be back for game one. That's still TBD. Then, obviously, Colorado, Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr, your dynasty guy. My dynasty guy was Adam Fox, but don't worry. He'll be back soon in the Cup, hopefully. Um, Anyway, moving on to the next question. So, game one tonight in Colorado, because Tampa was a lower seed. They did not have home ice for much of the postseason because of just the way the regular season panned out. Really didn't mean much because they still beat, you know, they, they beat the Rangers at MSG. It didn't matter. Um, but, again, Colorado is a tough place to play in at Ball Arena in Colorado. And now Tampa, again, as opposed to last series where they were the team that had all the rest in the world and looked really rusty, Colorado maybe could be this team that's coming off a long, long layoff. They swept Edmonton, it felt like, a month ago. Um, so now they'll be back finally playing hockey again. 
Um, so your my first question to you, Louie, what do you see happening in this? Do you see more of the rust factor for the avalanche or do you see and 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 hindsight or whatever, do you see Tampa being able to to capitalize on that or vice versa? Do you just see Colorado's like, all right, we're rested, we're just gonna knock off a tired lightning team? Well, first, John Height, I think there could be a little bit of a rust factor from either team. As you mentioned, the Avalanche swept the Oilers, and this is a little bit longer of a break in between the series than previously. And so even though um, the Tampa Bay game, Tampa Bay series, excuse me, went six games, they had a quite a bit of a break in between the Stanley Cup finals. But as I just said, it's the Stanley Cup finals. Everything will be left on the ice. Uh, I think there might be a rust factor for half of a period, and then I think we'll see that quickly go out the window as the players realize just how important every minute of the Stanley Cup final is going to be. Now, I think uh, a prediction or, or something I want to talk about for Game 1 is Tampa Bay, though, and it's it's them starting off strong. Uh, it's something that they faltered with, as we saw in, obviously, the two games of the Rangers series. But even before that, um, in the regular season as well, not, they don't always get off to the best start um, in games. And so it's... Um, if you look at how they played in the second half of that Rangers series, where that first, uh, I, I don't believe, I don't remember what game it was. It was either game four or game five, where they only had three shots on goal, but they had two that they rang off the post. I think it was it's that way that they have to start. Obviously, having more than just three shots on goal would be ideal. But I think getting their offense to, um, chances early and really having them capitalize as much as they possibly can, getting pucks in deep, having a good forecheck, you know, just the, the normal hockey things that Tampa Bay has shown to be so good at over the years, so technically sound, such a, a good team in that regard. Um, it's really going to be imperative that they get off to a good start because even though they've shown that they can come back and they have come back before, that's not a position you want to be in in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, I think like you mentioned, that Tampa would much rather be up one nothing or two nothing, potentially stealing two games in Colorado, as opposed to going back to the Rangers series where Tampa looked like they were on the ropes. They looked like they were down and out. Us Rangers fans, we thought they were down and out. Yeah, they really weren't playing up to how they normally play. No, they weren't. And again, that was a, you have to give some credit to the Rangers. They played two Absolutely. excellent games to them. Um, but Tampa, you know, John Cooper, in my opinion, the best coach in the league. And he always is a great in-game adjuster. And, and, and he changed a lot of the game plan for games three and four to make sure you take care of business on home ice. And for, for Tampa, you got to imagine Vasilevsky in a seven-game series usually steals at least one or two. So if maybe one of those could be games one or two in Colorado and then going back to Tampa Bay, where they're always a great home ice team as well, you can really ideally see Tampa going for that. And one quick note I want to bring up that there hasn't been a three-peat in hockey since the Islanders in the 1980s where they had a four-peat. So I probably should have mentioned that a little bit earlier. But, I mean, just to, just to the, 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 the discussions of this team we're talking about and the respect that Tampa has right now. And everyone, I mean, you probably think it's kind of 50-50. Half people want Tampa to lose just because, like, they're tired of seeing them winning. But then also this is greatness, not even just in hockey, but in professional sports as a whole, a team being able to win three straight titles. So game one, again, is a huge, I think, start for this, like you mentioned, Louie. And it's going to be just a key who's going to start out better and Again, Tampa has Andre Vasilevsky, which is su it's such a key for the entire series. We'll see how Colorado's going to respond with Darcy Kemper, if, if he's able to come back healthy. And then, obviously, Pavel Francouz, who did a manageable job against Edmonton. But now he's going against a, a very, very elite, experienced, lethal Tampa team. So it remains to be seen what will happen in Game 1. But I, in my, in my prediction, I think for Game 1 at least, I'm going to have to go with Tampa. 
I think they're going to steal one of games one or two, and it's most likely going to be game one because I do think Colorado is going to come out a little bit rusty, just like Tampa did with the Rangers. Um, but for, in my opinion, the rust factor usually happens, and I've heard this in a lot of NHL media as well, that you'll see it from teams later in the series. And that's what happened with the Rangers especially because the Rangers looked like they had no, they had, they weren't tired after just coming off two seven-game series in the conference final. And Tampa just looked so rejuvenated the entire series, even though they looked a little bit rusty. But towards games four and five and six, the Rangers looked absolutely gassed compared to Tampa. And I can maybe see that happening a little bit to the Lightning if, you know, the three years of playoff experience is going to be too much for them, you know, potentially. Uh, we'll see just because there's so much adrenaline in a Stanley Cup final. But it's it's just going to be awesome to watch to see Tampa try to go for this. Um, but, Louie, my next question to you is, um, well, re- real quick, who do you see winning game one? Because we'll, we'll get to your series pick, but I just want to hear your, your, your game one winner first. Well, game one is interesting to me because Tampa Bay is not home, as, as you mentioned, that they've been for a majority of these playoffs. Um, and the Avalanche are coming off of a sweep, as we mentioned before. So I'm actually inclined to go against what you said a little bit, John Height, and give the Avalanche game one. Because we've seen that Tampa Bay playing away um, has not voted the best for them. And so I think that, that could follow through and that could carry through into the Stanley Cup Finals. And although this is not a position that they want to be in, it is a position that they found themselves in multiple times this year. And I think that the Avalanche have a good enough roster and are a good enough um, defensively to potentially shut down Tampa Bay, at least for one game, at least for this game one. And so I think that uh, the Avalanche are going to be the ones that win game one. Yeah, this very valid reasoning there. And we're both kind of identifying patterns we've seen throughout the playoffs. Like you mentioned, with Colorado, you know, Tampa might be a little bit gassed from this Rangers series. And again, I think that if there's going to be one game they steal in Colorado, it just could be game one because Tampa's coming off the highs of winning game six in, in Tampa. You know, they're not rusty whatsoever now after going through that whole series with the Rangers. And Colorado, again, sometimes games one or two of a series hasn't looked great against, I'll just point to St. Louis. The other ones, they were obviously sweeps. So they look great in every game. But against St. Louis, it was definitely difficult at times because St. Louis is also a great road team. But I want to ask you now, Louie, What's well, not what, who is one player to look out for on both of these teams throughout the whole series? Almost like your X factor of of, of each team, you know, being able to win the series. What's one player that's going to have to play well, that, that who's going to have to play well in order for the team to come out on top? Well, both teams are extremely talented, and I, I think it would be very hard and very challenging to come up with one player that is an, an X factor or potentially, in my opinion, one of the best players, if not the best player. No, I'm going to say it. Right now, the best player. It's, it's tough for me to say because Steven Samkos is obviously Steven Samkos. He's been doing it for years. He, he uh, has so many power play goals, such dangerous from that uh, being of a man 5-on-4, but the best player of the series is currently injured. He has not played yet. Braden Point. I absolutely adore Braden Point, and I will explain why. Braden Point ha- is good in every single aspect of the game. His passing ability is off the charts. He knocks 30 assists this year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about Tampa Bay and, and how what kind of uh, offense they produce, it seems to me that he always gets overshadowed by the bigger names, such as Stamkos or Kalorn or Vasilevsky even. He's in the news rather than Braden Point. Um, and that was only in 66 games played this year. Remember, not the full 82 because he did get injured. Um, so 36 in 66 games, 22 goals. His goal scoring ability from everywhere. He can be in the slot. He can be a little bit further back. He has a nice slap shot, a nice wrist shot as well. His skating ability to get open, to find open space. Also, his maneuverability with the puck along the boards. 
everything, net battling, you know, being able to deflect the puck, being able to get physical up in front of the net. I really just love Braden Point's game. And so for that reason, I think if he comes back, then he could be the tipping point. He could be that X factor, you know, that the extra little piece that Tampa Bay needs to overcome fatigue or rust or being down a game or two. I think Braden Point um, is such a good player, as I just mentioned, and and he could be the one uh, that is, you know, that extra oof that they need. So the X factor for Tampa is Braden Point for me. And then on the other side, I'm going to go with the goaltending tandem of Kemper and Francois. Or Frank, Francois. Pavel Francois. Thank you. Thank you. French names trip me up. It is all right. <laughs> apologies if he's listening. I doubt he is. But apologies if he is. Okay. He the, might be. Um, what was that? He might be. He, we might, don't know. He, he might be. He might be, right? Who, who knows? Maybe WSU does broadcast to France. If so, shout out him. However... The goaltending tandem for Colorado is going to have to come up huge in this game, much like how Igor was uh, keeping the Rangers in that series basically single-handedly. I mean, obviously, they were good play from players around him, but so many great saves Igor made. Oh, my gosh, you you couldn't count them on two hands. Um, But for the goaltending tandem of these two, they're going to have to come up absolutely big, as I said, because Tampa Bay's offense is just so high-powered and they play at such a high caliber, so many chances towards the net, so many grade A scoring opportunities that are going to have to be saved by these two. And so I think the X factor is not one, but two players for Colorado in this goalie tandem. Firstly, I'm probably going to hurt you a little bit here, but Pavel Francouz is actually from the Czech Republic. Oh, uh, the Czech Republic. Believe it or not. I mean, I heard Francouz. I actually thought it was France, too, at the top of my head. Um, but, well, yeah. I th- you might get broadcast into the Czech Republic. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's NHL players that from the Czech Republic. Why not? Exactly. Yeah, but Pavel Francouz and Darcy Kemper, they're going to make or break the Colorado Avalanche because this isn't just, you know, I mean, obviously Edmonton has you know the best player in the universe, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, but Tampa's whole team from top to bottom, their top six, their bottom six, just players that can score at a moment's notice, that can contribute the big goals. I think in the bottom six of Tampa, like a Nick Paul, a Brandon Hagel, those guys are going to step up, you know, time and time again. Um, but my ex- Colton, hometown hero, Ross I look very close to him. I I can't believe I I was thinking of all the bottom six players, and Ross Cohen was a guy I know. Got out Ross, man. He scored the game-winning goal last year. He's doing it again, doing great things again this year. I believe His dad he, coached some of my friends in middle school. Oh, wow. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think he scored the game winner against Florida this this year. Like, there was one game against the Panthers where Tampa scored, like, with, like, three seconds left. I'm pretty sure it was Ross Colton because, obviously, Andre Pilat did it to the Rangers. But um, I'm pretty sure it was Ross Colton. But, again, he's part of the bottom six. That's going to be big. Um, but, yeah, that duo is going to make or break the, the avalanche run, but I'll start with my Tampa X factors as well. I'm going to pick actually their top pairing defenseman of, of Ryan McDonough. And well, it's not so much their top pairing defenseman, but their two top defensemen and Victor Hedman and Ryan and Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough plays on the second pairing just because I want to see how these two defensemen not only match up against Cal McCarr on the other, on the other side of the ice with Colorado, but how they're going to be able to limit Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranson, and Gabriel Landeskog, all these players, elite players in their top six, and another team that's balanced from all areas of their lineup. How are they going to be able to match up against them compared to last year when you're going against the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup final where they, they had Cole Caulfield and 
bunch of younger players. But now this is a Colorado team with some of the best players in the world on it. So I'll be watching their defense for sure. And Victor Hedman did not have a great series against the Rangers. He played better as it went along, but I'm interested to see how he's going to bounce back, you know, in another huge series that he's always stepped up in the last two seasons. And for Colorado, I am interested to see, obviously the top six, I think we know we're going to get a Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, um, Miko Ranson as well. But again, I always look towards the bottom six of their team. Um, and this guy's kind of, he's a bottom six player, but he's been playing in the top six. But our Terry Lekkinen is a guy who scored for Montreal last year, Colorado this year, the, the, the game-winning goal to send his respective team into the Stanley Cup final. I'm interested to see what he does now in, in, in a Stanley Cup final on a team that has a much better shot of winning than than the Montreal Canadiens of last year. Um, he's playing on a line with Miko Rantanen and Andre Burakovsky right now. Um, we we'll obviously have to wait and see if Nazem Kadri comes back. He'll probably slot into Miko Rantanen's spot. So I'm I'm really interested to see how he's going to do now playing for a team that, again, has much better odds, I think, of winning than the Canadiens. Um, and I'm also interested for Colorado, their defense as well, because they lost Samuel Girard to, I believe, the broken sternum injury. It was a really bad injury, I remember, early on in the playoffs. Um, to see what players like a Josh Manson, Jack Johnson, and Eric Johnson, Bowen Byram, the bottom four defensemen, what they're going to do um, against Tampa's top dogs like Nikita Kucherov and company. So, Louie, my last question to you as we wrap things up. Um, I'm going to probably ask this on every single preview game show that we do for, for all the games of the series, so you'll probably be answering this question a few times, but now's the best time to start at least and the best answer to give. Give me your series winner. You know, a couple hours before game one, who do you see winning this year's Stanley Cup? Okay, John, I think despite me saying that Tampa Bay would be down 0-1 in this series, I think they find a way to come back and they win. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to win in six or seven. I think I'll decide that a little bit later on. I probably should have that answer now. But regardless, going to wait to see how they play game one. And then I'll, I'll come back to you with that. But nevertheless, I think Tampa Bay, they have the experience. I think they have a little bit more talented of a roster. Their goaltending play is better with, obviously, Vasilevsky, as we mentioned, one of the best goalies in the world. So I think and coaching staff as well, something else I meant to mention earlier, John Cooper, I agree with your take that he is the best coach in the world because no other coach has been able to bring a team to the Stanley Cup, not one, not two, but three times in a row. So I think in almost every aspect that this Tampa Bay team is just slightly, slightly better than this Avalanche team. And so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Usually I like to pick against whoever I'm doing a show with, but I have to agree with you, Louie. I just feel like, and obviously as a Rangers fan, I know this goaltending is so crucial for long playoff runs. Last year, if it wasn't for Carey Price, Montreal was not going to be in the cup final. And for the Rangers, if, if it wasn't for Igor Shosturkin, the Rangers would not have been in this position, I think, at all during this postseason. Um, like Andre Vasilevsky, again, in another seven-game series. And Tampa has has won so many consecutive series over the past couple of years. I think they're going to win one more in three-peat. Um, I think it's going to go seven, in my opinion. I'm, I've been saying Tampa and seven is my prediction as of June 15th, you know, the, a couple hours before game one. I think Tampa will win this series. It's going to be a tough series. I would not be surprised if the Avalanche or have a couple of series leads throughout the series, like a 2-1 lead. Um, I would really be surprised if it was 2-0, like, like last series. Again, I, I still think Tampa is going to steal a game in Colorado, whether it's game one or two. But I do believe that Tampa is going to, join some uncharted territory here as a team that's able to win three straight professional championships. But Louie, that's going to wrap things up for our first 
edition of our NHL Stanley Cup final preview show. Real quick, before we sign off, any last words before game one of the 2022 Stanley Cup final? The more we talk about it, the more excited I get. This is going to be a fantastic game. I think we could see either very, very high scoring or some fantastic defensive plays. Maybe we even see both. Regardless, also some good goaltending as well. I think we get a little bit of everything because these teams have shown that they can do a little bit of everything. So whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to be excited to be watching it and then talking about it with you, John. Right? And I'm so excited to do it with you, Louie, and all of the rest of our staff members who will be joining us for our show throughout the rest of this Stanley Cup final playoff run. But signing off for the day, Jonathan Haidt, Louis Pasquale, be sure to stay tuned for all coverage of the Stanley Cup final here at WSU Sports and all of our other podcasts, which will be on all of our streaming platforms. So for now, have a great day.